Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome back to another episode of the Tangantai podcast. And today I am really prepared. I actually wrote down a list of things that I want to talk about with you today, which is um, kind of rare, but I'm very excited to share with you today seven habits that have changed me over the course of the last year. So I'd say let's just dive right in. Number one on this list, and I think you might already guess it, is doing yoga and or meditation right after you get up. And I noticed that it really just had a huge, huge, huge impact on my life to get up and immediately do something for yourself. And it really changes the course of the whole day because we are starting out intentionally and most of the time I set myself the intention to be calm and be collected this day and it really makes me feel just really responsible for my timing because I usually try to get up like two hours before I have to leave the house and when I use that two hours wisely then the day just can't really get totally bad because I have already done something small, at least for myself. And it's a really great thing for your body and your mind. And this morning, actually, I have noticed once again that moving your body is not there to shape your body in any way or you know, become sporty or flexible or anything. But it's really just a mind-bending thing because we can really listen to ourselves in that kind of situations. Whenever I am moving my body, like this morning, I was doing a little vinyasa practice and I come across a certain shape that I don't really love. Usually my first thought is leave the zip opener and my second thought then would be oh my god I cannot finish anything and instead of listening to my thoughts and my mind in that situation I try to rather approach approach it with this what feels good at the moment and take a deep breath into this thought that came up when moving my body but not give it too much power over me actually so this is why I think doing yoga is rather like a mind exercise. And I really just noticed over the last year that I approach every situation after my morning practice more calm and less affectionate. So for example, when I get on the train to university, I notice even if it's super late, that I think to myself, well, I can't do anything about it. I did my best already and it just is what it is. And if I didn't give myself time in the morning and just rush to the train and then it's late, then the day just takes a totally different course. And I said doing yoga and or meditation in the morning because it really just depends on what kind of cycle phase I'm in. And with that, we are on to habit number two, which is tracking my cycle. 
And this is just a thing that is super important. If you are not doing it by now, I think you should be starting right now. And I always use an app for that. And the app is called Flow um, with a feather. And I think there's so many apps that you can really use. But I use it really to guide me through my month. And it's super helpful to know that if you are super pissed and want to scream at everybody that comes your way, that you are right now PMSing and that this feeling is going to pass. Depending on the day of my cycle that I'm in, I can also decide then, oh, well, I'm not gonna do like a vinyasa practice this morning. I'd rather just sit down and breathe a little bit. I think it's a great thing to let your body and your needs really communicate in that way. And it's also super easy. You just start at day number one, which is the first day that you're menstruating. After that, you will just know what's going on with you. And also what's super helpful, if you have the freedom of decision there to schedule your important meetings and stuff to the phase where you're ovulating, because in that time we are just super energized and really at the peak of our month but I'm not a professional on that I don't know too much myself I think if you're interested in that you should read a little bit about it number three on my list is eating healthy most of the time and I'm saying most of the time because I have talked in an episode before about healing food trauma and I try to eat as intuitive as possible. So I we need to restrict our sugar and unhealthy fat input to our body quite intensely because we are so used to those processed sugars and we are not only used to them, but we are really dependent on them and in the course of the last year I tried to cook more intentionally so I used organic foods almost all of the time and I ate a lot of vegetables and fruits most of the time instead of like making yourself just pasta all the time which was a habit of me <laughs> before and I noticed that it really changed the biochemistry of my body. And I started to crave less processed sugars and less unhealthy fats. The less I gave into that impulse of feeding myself those sugars, the less I actually feel the need to eat them in the first place. Because I notice so intensely the difference that it makes. And... I also want to emphasize once again that I eat healthy most of the time. So let's say maybe five or six days out of the week. And I'm not restricting myself on anything. And I find it super cool if you're vegetarian or vegan. I really admire that. But for me personally, it's just 
the healthiest thing because I know my mind and I know that it would constrict this constraint out of it. So I would tell myself, oh, I can only eat vegan and then I would really get into it. And if I eat meat, then I would be super pissed at myself and sad all the time. So this is what I'm saying, like eating healthy most of the time and eating um, I noticed also that it affected my mood swings pretty heavily. So before I had like really bad mood swings and this had probably also to do with being on hormonal birth control. But I think hormonal birth control and birth control in general is like a whole different topic. Anyway, I stopped using it in the last year. My mood swings got better and this is also partly because I started eating a little healthier and more organic. And my skin got so much better. I think most of us who have skin problems or skin issues, they're so tightly interconnected to the things you're eating. And treating your skin just with exterior things, so just putting creams and stuff on it all the time will not help you if you don't also take into consideration eating more healthy. Also um, concerning that I want to say obviously I'm not a health professional but I am pretty sure that eating more healthy just makes up the basis of like a healthy life and just helps you to control certain things. Number four Framing discipline into self-love. And I think this is something that I also quite intensely talked about in the last episode. But I just want to say once again, everything that you do, you do for yourself and your future. There is nobody else involved in your actions except for you. And you have to be a good person because you want to be a good person. There then is no need to depend on other people's opinions or lean on other people's lifestyles because whatever suits you will complete you there. Framing those little actions like oh, I gotta do that homework and I hate to do it but I'm gonna do it now because I will profit off of it later in life and it's not maybe it's not tomorrow but certainly will help you to Love yourself even more. So, number five is go everywhere by bike. I think it's just a lovely habit. And maybe you can't do that because you live so far off that you can't go everywhere by bike. But even if it's just grocery shopping or visiting a friend that lives a few streets away and you go by bike, I think it's a great habit. In the last year, it showed me that it really helps me to keep my mind clean. And it's really, really, really a nice feeling because when I'm not really awake in the mornings and I'm going to university by bike, I am certainly really awake when I arrive there because of all the winds that have slapped on my face. <laughs> And also it's really nice to bring you down in the evening. So if you had like a really crazy day at university or school or work or whatsoever and you 
get on your bike to go home. Then you can just think about all the things and come to peace with them and you don't have to carry them home with you. And I think when going by train somewhere, it's just another stressful situation that you put yourself under. And I'm also not that much of a social person that would love to be in a train with 2,000 other people and has to squeeze in with masses of other people that want to go in the same direction as you do. Number six is buy everything vintage. And when I say everything, I mean most of the things. (laughs) I mean, you can get almost everything vintage. And the only thing that I'm excluding there is things that are kind of a little nasty. For example, underwear or socks or something like that. I think you have to get them new because I wouldn't like to wear already worn ones. But except from that, I think you can get literally everything vintage. Um, There is enough clothes on this whole world already and you don't have to support the fast fashion industry any further and buy more stuff that is contributing to that industry and there is so many nice platforms that sell vintage stuff for example there's obviously vinted there's depop there is sell pie and you can even buy stuff on amazon used you can buy books on momox used And I even bought things like my shower head used because I thought it's in a perfect condition. Why would I not buy it used and save a little bit of money, first of all? And secondly, don't feed into this fast fashion and fast things (laughs) industry so much. Even books for university, I try to buy used and... Most of the time, people will sell them for like half the price, even though they're perfectly fine. Maybe there's a little kink in one page, but otherwise they're perfectly fine. So I think we should buy everything vintage. It just makes so much sense. And also when buying everything vintage, it's just a nice thing for your closet because you will just buy the things that you actually really like you will not give in to this shopping madness that will tell you to buy everything and i just really noticed that it helps me to develop my own style more and it also helps the world to not produce as much Number seven and the last thing on my list is creating somewhat a routine for yourself. And with that, I mean not just like a fancy morning routine that includes yoga and meditation, but also a routine with your plants and a nice evening routine and a routine with cleaning your apartment and cleaning your room, a routine with doing homework writing, recording podcasts, (laughs) Um, which is something that I'm still learning, as you might 
have noticed. But creating a routine, it makes everything steady and not fall out of place. And for example, my plants used to be very unhappy plants because they didn't get as much water. And if they did get water, they got way too much water all at once because I didn't have a nice routine. But I obviously also include like a nice little morning routine. And what my morning routine looks like is I get up and I drink hot water with lemon and honey. And this is super beneficial for your whole digestive tract. But you should read into that yourself if you want to know more about that. Um, in the winters, I like to chew ginger. Then I go to university and the same thing in the evening. I listen to a show or watch a show. Then I do my skincare and most of the time my skincare is just washing my skin with soap, with lavender soap and then putting aloe vera on it. Um, take a shower if you haven't already in the morning. Read and then go to bed and don't unnecessarily be on your phone or do something that doesn't really fulfill you in the evening. Yeah, and um, another thing that I want to add here with the routines is that I stopped sleeping with my curtains down and this had an immense effect on my sleeping pattern. I get up when the sun rises, obviously not like as soon as the sun rises, but when I wake up and the sun is out already, I know that it's time for me to get up. And I try to go to sleep when I feel tired. So I don't go to sleep at like 2 in the morning and then get up at 10 because I have a totally fucked up schedule. Which was something that used to be my routine. But instead I try to go with the flow and go with the earth and the sun and I think it just really makes sense to don't sleep with your curtains down because this just really disturbs your inner clock and having the sun rise and your body unconsciously noticing it also has huge effects on your hormone levels and it's just really nice to have the sun regulate your mornings and your evenings and that's a great habit that I implemented into my life. To end it all out, I want to say obviously there is no rush to be anywhere, to get anywhere. Just do whatever feels right for you and at the same time try and listen to your inner observer a little more day by day and I think you will be fine. Those are just small habits that help me to become happier and healthier. And I am obviously hoping that they will change and that there's more to come and more to learn for me. This is just a sweet little reminder that the universe has your back. So I hope you are having a wonderful rest of the day. I thank you so, so much for tuning in today and I want to send you 
the most loving vibes and positive vibes over wherever you are at the moment love you bye.